You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome in inside the locker room right here on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither and Aiden Dollins in on this wonderful Thursday morning, this wet Thursday morning. Big thanks to Martin Xavier Houston getting the day started with the Martin Houston Show. We'll be with you for two hours right here, filling in for the Sandersons. The Sandersons taking care of some business today. So we will be hanging out with you guys, talking all kinds of topics, getting you ready for Alabama and Tennessee. want to remind you that uh, the program is always brought to you by Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com for all their products and services. If you need to build a, uh, build your backyard, build your deck, build your fence, build your little playground, make sure you, you, you use Yellowwood. If it ain't got that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Visit Yellowwood com for all their products and services diy projects and more big thanks to yellowwood for sponsoring the program we're gonna have some fun today you're welcome to jump in and join us today at 205-342-9904 or you can find us on the twitter machine at locker room 109 at tide 109 at aiden dollins underscore Aiden underscore Dollins at Aiden underscore Dollins. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh, and, and at Joe Gaither six. Uh, so we got a, a lot of things that I want to get into today. I want to tell you that in the back quarter of the show, about 830 or so, I'm going to be taking off to go to R&R Cigars to get Gary Harris set up at R&R Cigars. Come down and see us. We'll be there pretty much all morning. Uh, we'll do the Gary Harris Show and Cup of Joe live from R&R Cigars today. So to fill that back quarter of the show, we'll be listening to Nick Saban's uh, press conference from yesterday. Nick Saban gave a, an update on Tua Tunga, on uh, Tua is my next topic, on Bryce Young, on Bryce Young and on Jalen uh, J- Moody and, and all kinds of things for the Alabama football team. Uh, as they're heading into Tennessee. And then we'll take a break and we'll come back and be uh, listening to Josh Heupel's press conference from yesterday. Josh Heupel talking about Jalen McCullough, the the safety who was arrested uh, and really given a lot of uh, information on the Tennessee Volunteers. So it's a big weekend uh, for, for Alabama. It's a big weekend for all kinds of sports, man. The SEC weekend's kind of loaded uh, when you look at the scoreboard. Uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky really intrigues me. LSU in Florida really intrigues me. Uh, 
and honestly, I know Auburn's very bad, but Auburn and Ole Miss really intrigues me as well. So uh, four really good games. Obviously, Alabama and Tennessee, the marquee matchup of the weekend, the top 10 matchup of the weekend for in the SEC. So that's going to get all the headlines, and that's what we'll kind of stay focused on uh, throughout the day here on Tide 100.9. But it's going to be a huge weekend of SEC football. Uh, in, in baseball, Coach would be upset if I didn't read you the baseball scores. Uh, the Braves won last night. The Braves tied up their series, uh, beating the Phillies 3-0. to zero. Uh, I, Actually, Aiden, you'll be surprised. I watched or oh, I had it on the television in the living room for the entire game. I didn't I, I don't I wouldn't dialed into it. I was cooking some dinner. I was cleaning some house. I was uh, writing some some stuff for Tidal109.com. Read that on Tidal109.com or the free Tidal109 app. But it was on my television at an adequate volume for me to pay attention to it uh unlike the you know how it is when when, when something's on the tv uh so I, I i paid attention to it i saw dansby swanson make an incredible catch uh who's the third baseman for the braves uh, he made also an incredible catch uh it, it, uh, over in foul territory to- I- Go ahead. I didn't realize you were into watching paint dry. Uh, well, I mean, yes, uh, no, uh, but what else was on television last night? There was no Wednesday night football uh, to, to be paying it to. Austin Riley, right? Austin Riley's the third, but yeah, Austin Riley. Uh, so Dansby Swanson was going into uh, going into the outfield, and he made an over-the-shoulder catch. Austin Riley slamming into, uh, slamming into what would that be, padding over on the side in foul territory. Uh, made an incredible catch as well. So uh, two great catches by the and immediately the best part about it, Aiden, is my friend group texting, I could have made that guy. I could have made that guy. Like three three people. Oh, I could have done that. I could have done After that. After four beers. Right, right. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> no, you couldn't. Uh, Austin Riley was like looking back straight over his head, running straight, uh, basket catching it and slamming into a wall. But yeah, you could have made that catch. Just like the certain type of sunglasses that says I could make the George Pickens catch. Right, right, right. Uh, and so in, in the West Coast, uh, still in the National League, the Padres also evened up their series 5-3. to three. I did not watch that game. I flipped onto it in the bottom of the ninth inning. Yeah, in the bottom of the ninth inning as the Padres were closing that out. Uh, no, I'm not into baseball that much. I'm not into paint dry, but uh, but there wasn't much else going on. And like, if I put on a Netflix or if I put on a movie or if I put on an HBO, like I'm going to be dialed into it. Uh, but, but I knew I needed to cook some dinner, clean some house, uh, take care of some things for work, get, get, you know, not, not be super dialed into it. Uh, and baseball is perfect for that. I, that's, that, that's a wonderful way of putting it. I watch baseball so that I have something to make noise and not pay attention to. Oh, well, yeah. No, don't, don't shoot me, baseball fans. Uh, but, but that's kind of the way that goes. I want to pay attention to the sport a little bit. I want to keep it on a little bit. Uh, but I, but it, it's not. It doesn't compel me enough to sit down. No phone. No computer. No nothing. You know, dialed in. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that dialed in. But if you want to be dialed in today, today in the American League, uh, the Mariners and the Astros playing at two thirty-seven. The uh, the Astros of one to zero cheaters. Bang bang on the trash cans. And then a co- the reason coach is off today, Coach Sanderson actually uh, flew up to New York to watch his Cleveland Indians guardi- Guardians play at 637 tonight. Uh, the Guardians are down one game to zero, and Coach is going up there with all his Indians gear on. Uh, you know, if you were listening earlier in the week, you heard him talk about uh, you heard him talk about the time that he rode the train up when he was uh, 10, 10, 11 years old. Think about this. Coach Sanderson's 85, Aiden. So at 10 years old, that's 75 years ago, that's quick math. 
math puts you at uh puts you at a nineteen sixty five rough no 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 puts you at that's that's gross that's uh, that's fifty years uh, nineteen forty seven perfect thank you very much my math it, it, you know it's it's early forty seven so he rides a train up from Florence Alabama because that's that's the area that he's from uh, and. As a ten-year-old, they just took him on a train. He wanted uh, his mother basically arranged for him to get up and go to go to Cleveland, a then Cleveland Indians game. Stuck him on a train by himself. Uh, <laughs> he said he told a story. He had ten dollars pinned to, pinned to his underwear, uh, basically to to get him up there and back. He watched a movie up there. He went to an Indians game, and that's how he became a Cleveland Indians fan. Uh, different times. I know you just had Much a simpler. I, I know you just had a daughter. Can you imagine your daughter in nine years? You just putting her on a solo trip somewhere halfway across the country? I, maybe maybe twenty years ago I could have, but like not at ten years old. Maybe like twelve, thirteen. No, not no, not at all. Obviously, I'm kidding. No, not at all. So yeah, so coach is up there supporting his guardians, trying to get them to even the series. If you're into that, uh, let's talk about concussions real quick. I see you, Bryce, on the hotline. We'll get to you in the next segment. I don't want to cut you short. Let's talk about concussions real quick. Tua Tungavailoa. That was my Freudian slip earlier. Uh, Nick Saban did not talk about Tua Tungavailoa last night. He talked about Bryce Young. But Tua Tungavailoa and Mac Jones have both returned to practice for their respective clubs, uh, their respective franchises. Tua, obviously, we all know, got slammed on the back of his head uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals uh, four or five days after showing ataxia. That's the new that's the new code word, ataxia, in the Buffalo Bills game. Uh, and Tua's basically, uh, look, he hasn't done anything, but he's cleared he has cleared concussion protocol. Uh, Mike McDaniel told reporters uh, that he basically, it, it, while he is fine, while he apparently is fine, he's cleared protocols and he's, he's been cleared. He hasn't done any football activity uh, for two weeks. So he said, obviously, he's been ruled out for this week's game already. If you're a Fins fan, you're going to be stuck with a young man named Skyler Thompson as your quarterback. And you think, what happened to Teddy B? What happened to, to Bridgewater? Well, Bridgewater also suffered a taxia in last week's game. Um, and while he was not, while he didn't test positive for a, for a uh, concussion, that's the new rules. If you saw, if, if you show signs of ataxia, which if you don't know, that's the code word for stumbling. That's the code word for uh, not, you know, wobbling. That's the code word for sh- like shaking your head. Uh, in, in, any sort of concussion symptoms is uh, under ataxia. They have been mandatory. Uh, they've been uh, the NFL and NFLPA have basically instituted a mandatory no-go rule where the player cannot return into the game. And I'm looking right now, and maybe you can help me, I think that there's a mandatory amount of time that they have to sit out of of, uh, of protocols and practice as well, which is why Teddy B has not been cleared to, uh, to return to play. And Mike McDaniel says uh, that because of that, he could be cleared by Sunday, but because of that, he hasn't been practicing, and so therefore it'd be irresponsible to play him and and, and thus, you end up with Skylar Thompson as your quarter, as your starting quarterback this year for uh, this week for the Miami Dolphins. And it makes me wonder, makes me question. You know, if you listen to Cup of Joe on Tuesday, we talked about uh, roughing the passer. We talked about you know making the game a little safer, or but also ensuring that defensive players can play defense. Uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if the NFL has gone too far uh, in protecting players uh, in, in protecting 
expecting team play, players from themselves. Uh, whereas the okay, the average amount of time that a player sits out for a concussion is nine days. But Teddy Bridgewater never was positive for a concussion. He ne- like he walked off the field. Obviously, he showed ataxia um, in, in last week's game and was pulled off the field. Uh, but he never tested for for a concussion. So a player now can miss multiple you know multiple weeks of action after not even having a concussion how how far are we willing to go now the Dolphins ended up getting drummed by the Jets 40 to 17 after Skylar Thompson got himself into the game but how far is too far in, in trying to protect these players Skylar Thompson in his uh, first NFL action went 19 of 33 for 166 yards uh, that's very bad if you didn't know uh, five yards for attempt one interception a QB rate of 29.4 so that's pretty terrible and but that's who the Dolphins are going to be stuck with again this week Uh, but how far is too far like they're playing the Vikings this week and let me just tell you I'm a little selfish I want you to beat the Vikings out of my uh, uh, you know I want to be I want the Vikings the Lions and the Packers to lose every single weekend Uh, that's not necessarily going to happen but I'm looking at the Dolphins uh, and thinking wow if they had Tua Tungvaloa or even Teddy B they might uh, have a, a real good shot at beating the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. So I wonder how far is too far in protecting these players. There's certainly Aiden some some inherent risk when you're playing football that you assume. Uh, we all know that you're not playing you know what's a safe sport you're not playing ping pong what's a safe sport i mean i would have, i initially was going to say golf but golf is kind of hell on your back uh wh- what's a safe sport uh I, I i i've seen shockingly few concussions in my time playing lacrosse bunch of shredded knees and shoulders sure but hardly any concussions those cascade helmets are the truth man <laughs> I absolutely agree, and those and, and I, I think lacrosse players. Um, and correct me, uh, my my lacrosse knowledge is not near as much as yours. But we played lacrosse in high school, and I loved the sport. The lacrosse players are not necessarily going head on head on anybody. It's no, a lot of body on body. It's a lot of hip checking. It's a lot of uh, you know in in the torso area contact. Yeah, hit, head head shots with the stick are an automatic one minute penalty. And if you're taking body shots at somebody's head or body shots leading with your head instead of your shoulder or your stick, then you're likely getting yourself a three-minute non-releasable. Right. So uh, I, I I think lacrosse is not necessarily as dangerous. Like, you understand when you play football that it's a dangerous sport. I, I told my parents in the sixth grade, my parents, you know, my dad didn't play. I was the only I was the only son in the family. I, you know, grew up playing soccer, baseball, running track and field. Well, getting into the sixth grade, going into middle school, I said, you know, uh, I've now transferred to a school that has a football team. My elementary school did not have football, which is probably for the best. And we didn't play youth football. I, I, I didn't play youth football, uh, which is also probably for the best. Uh, and so we get, I get into sixth grade. I said, "Mom, Dad, I want to play football." And they go, "Son, are you sure?" I said, "Yeah, I want to play football. It looks great. I want to, I want to go hit people. I want to go get hit. Uh, you know, we watched football in the house all the time. Um, we we enjoyed the sport. It's great. I want to play football, Dad." And he said, "Are you sure?" I tried it when I was in high school. I got hit real hard. I didn't like it after I, I, I gave it a couple a couple weeks and, and said, "You know, this isn't for me." When I was a freshman, I said, "Oh yeah, no, that's okay, but uh, I'm tougher than you, Dad. I'm meaner than you, Dad." You 
you know, that sort of thing. Uh, ignorant, very ignorant. Uh, but he's, are you sure? It's, it's, it's very dangerous. There is inherent risk, and you know that there's risk when you get dressed to play the game. Your helmet is on. You're like, man, I, I got to wear this thing to, to get out there. Oh, you got to wear shoulder pads to get out there. And if you're doing it right, like the NFL players are not, you got to wear hip, you got to wear hip pads, you got to wear knee pads, you got to wear thigh pads. It amazes me watching these NFL players without thigh pa- or without knee pads and without hip pads and without this. It when you know back in my day, uh, we we had to play the little butt. The, we had to play with the little butt pad right on our tailbone. Like literally, <laughs> uh, I wonder if I would have been a lot, a, a, a little bit faster, an eighth of a second faster, a tenth of a second faster. If I didn't have to wear the uh, the hip pads, the the butt pads that that they made us wear, but for, for safety. And so you know there's inherent risk playing football. And I just wonder if the NFL is trying to go too far in protecting these players. And while I don't want any of these players to suffer long-term long-term life-changing injuries uh like my man jim mcmahon is bears quarterback now walks around with sunglasses 24 7 and is stoned on marijuana and and other painkillers 24 7 because that's the only way his brain functions now and 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 i think that's sad i think that's incredibly sad uh but there it's also in there 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 is the risk that you know you take i mean they're getting people say oh they're getting paid more than teachers and doctors and firefighters and police officers uh people who are doing real work which is and it which is uh, objectively true, but you can, but you the, you assume the risk. You assume the risk that oh man, this might mess up my life for a long time. Uh, and, and there's still human beings. Of course, like I agree with that. And, and obviously, the, and the, and their their market, their their job front is bringing in a lot more revenue. Uh, uh, that, that's a whole different discussion. But you know what you're signing up for, and you don't have to sign up to play football. You can just go be a doctor, a police officer. A, a teacher you you can go get uh, a, a meaningless job like mine where you're spitting gas into a microphone every day and my biggest risk is driving on skyland boulevard which is an inherent risk but but i've got but it's not it's not going and uh, slamming my head into other human beings over and over and over again for large amounts of money I don't know. I think the NFL might be going a little too far with it's an overreaction to Tua's injury. It's an overreaction to Tua's uh, what is it called? Fencing the fencing fingers or and honestly, that was scary. And that was like, oh, man, Tua, I hate that for you. I hope you click back into it like brain needs to you know rewire and reconnect a little bit like buffering, buffering. Uh, so so like I definitely didn't like seeing seeing Tua on the turf uh, w- with the fencing fingers at all, at all, at all. And I hope that he is coming back at 100%, 100% and not rushing back just because, you know, his team needs him. I hope he's coming, he's coming back because he's ready. But I do also think on the flip side of that coin, you understand the risk when you're signing up to play football. And then you, uh, you also assume the risk when you're playing professional football it's one of the reasons why i'm so pro nil playing at the college level is there is risk when you're playing football for the alabama crimson tide uh i, I understand that oh you the guys get a scholarship and that's enough it, it, i mean i disagree with that but the, sco- the scholarship is a lot i would have loved a, a college scholarships uh sally may would have not been uh, owning my life for the last handful of years uh with, with a college scholarship that is a lot but these guys are putting their bodies on the line over at Brian Denny Stadium, and uh, you know, I, I think there should be added incentive uh, to do so. All right, well, we're going to take a break. We'll get Bryce in on the other side. We'll move on to several other topics. You want to talk about NFL concussions? That's cool. You want to talk about Alabama, Tennessee? That's cool.
cool. You want to talk about Bryce Young and his shoulder. That's cool. Anything that's on the table, we'll be with you. This is Inside the Locker Room, Aiden Nollins and Joe Gaither on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks around the area. Congestion, though, on 69 at Union Chapel and on McFarland at 69. Now, if you see conditions throughout the morning that folks need to hear about, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Towns and Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. Tuscaloosa's Alex Drukey and Hartzell's Andy Hune tells ABC News Good Morning America this morning they feared for their lives after being captured by Russians while the pair assisted Ukraine in its battle against the Russian invasion. The pair spent 104 days as prisoners of war. More than a half dozen Americans are thought to have died helping Ukraine in their battle. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media of Tuscaloosa. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Harris. Thursday's show will come to you live from R&R Cigars downtown Tuscaloosa. Ellis Johnson, the coach, and D. Orlando Ledbetter will join me tomorrow morning on the Gary Harris Show, 9 a.m. live from R&R Cigars. See you then. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort. Your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports. Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny and breezy at times today. The high in the middle 70s, around 75. Clear and cool tonight, the low 44. Then for tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 80 and 83 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. You always had an eye for things that glitter, but I was far from being made of gold. I don't know how, but I scraped up the money I just never could quite tell you no Just like when you were leaving Amarillo Take that new job in Tennessee Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room on a wonderful Thursday morning. Joe Gaither and Aiden Dollins filling in for the coaches today. They're handling some business. Well, Coach Wim Sanderson is headed out to New York to celebrate and pull through his Cleveland Guardians. 
Uh, what if a true man in a truck for sponsoring the program? You can find them at 1330 Martin Road East in Northport, Alabama. If you need some uh, boxing, packing supplies, any help that you need for moving, call them at two men and a truck at 205-409-2370. That's two men in a truck. Movers who care. Let's head out to our hotline now. We talked about concussions in the first uh, first segment. And you can jump in and join us at 205-342-9904. But that's where we find our friend Bryce. Bryce, going one. Hey, Joe. Oh, there he you? is. Bryce, what's good, man? Well, well, uh, my granddaughter made her appearance last night before midnight. G-Daddy. At, at 11.56. G-Daddy yep. Bryce. That a baby. Yeah, I'm on top of the world this morning. That's great, man. That's so exciting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I had one thing I wanted to talk about this morning. Uh, I like the orange out. Oh. Every time somebody did up. A blackout like that, it didn't work too well for him. I, I like that. You know, Georgia tried that, and someone else tried, and I can't remember who it was, but Arkansas, I liked it. saw two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It always works out for us, so I'm glad they did that. That gives me a, a positive attitude about everything. Bryce, let me ask you. Let me ask you. I, I want two. Uh, you, you okay? You, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. I, I want two different confidence levels. What's your confidence level in Alabama if Jalen Milrow plays versus what's your confidence level in Alabama if Bryce Young plays? Well, because of uh, he can throw the deep ball and we know he can, uh, I'm more confident Bryce. With a name like Bryce, you've got to be good. <laughs> well, so. well, certainly we know it's more, but uh, but I'm looking at like one out of ten. Are you feeling ten out of ten with Bryce Young? And, and what, what are you feeling there? Well, I, I'm feeling about a uh, – a five to six, but with Coach uh, Saban, you always got a chance to win every game, and that's the way I always look at it. Just like I, I never thought we were going to lose that game last Saturday because we had Coach Saban. I never he would coach him up and make someone would make a play. I never quite got into the extra nerves like a lot of people were. I uh, kept feeling like the that Haynes King just wasn't going to do it. You know? Yeah. Well, that defense, our defense is too good. Uh, uh, to let them beat us. Well, how do you feel about that good defense going against the number one offense in the nation? Well, I don't think they've seen a, and, and a defense like they're going to see. And uh, uh, and Hooker, Hooker, and uh, that's why I'm confident about Bryce Young because I heard their pass defense ain't too too good. No, their pass defense is not too good. I think it's 87th, 88th in the country. Their pass defense is very poor. There you go. It's well, I like her no, no, no. chance it's with one, It's 128, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. I saw that. It's 128. Well, I like her chances then. Uh, but we're going to have to, you know, Bryce, you got to call your brother Bryce and uh, make sure he's okay? Can That's we- fine. Well, Bryce, Bryce, you're old. We'll call Bryce Young and, and – t- uh, He's ready to go. I don't think nothing can keep him out of this game. And that's why I'm looking at it. Would you donate your shoulder to Bryce Young? I would. Hey, you know what? I got my cigar and I plan on smoking it Saturday night. Hey, okay. yeah. what, what, what kind of cigar did you get? A little Swisher Sweet? Uh, no, uh, uh, I can't remember what kind it is. I always I always keep cigars. I smoke them every now and then. There you go. Well, I hope Once I'm you, drinking a cold beer, I'll smoke a cigar. Well, I hope that you uh, get to do that on Saturday evening. Oh, I'm going it, to. Uh, nice I've been weather. doing it for 15 years, so why, why am I going to stop now? I don't see any reason Let why not. Let me tell you a story real quick. Hit me. The last time Tennessee beat us was uh, when 
Jimmy Johns fumbled the ball uh, when we were going in to score, and I and I had a shaved head bet. That's how confident I am. That's how much a roadside <laughs> fan I am. Did I you? had my head shaved, and, and I'd do it again, too. Uh, I, I'm confident we're going to win. I bet Bryce you know? looked like a bad mother bleeper with his head shaved, didn't he, Aiden? Well, it was about 15 years ago. It was, bet, it was last time they beat us. I bet Bryce looked like a guy you didn't want to mess with with a, with a buzz cut head. Yeah, I had, I had I'm, yeah. I'm too smart to mess with anybody with a buzz cut. I know what I'm about. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate you letting me talk. And, uh, and go Indians. Oh, okay? there you go. Appreciate you, Bryce. Hope you have a great Bye. day. That's Bryce Old on the hotline. Our friend Bryce Old, and he's not old. We just like the message because he's not Bryce Young. You know, opposite one. You know, what it's a play on words. Yeah, I, well, I don't want Bryce. I don't want Bryce walking away feeling like we don't like, feeling like we're not a fan. You know, sometimes old it's derogatory. You know, anytime I mess with the coaches and about being old, I think Barry gets a little upset. Uh, the state of Alabama likes old things. I think in more than one way. So, well, what do you have in mind? I, we we got lots of old houses we like. We got a lot good antique stores down here. Uh, Are you we an like antiquer? Old styles of football. Are you an antiquer? Huh? Are you an antiquer? Do you like antiques? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I, st- I take my, my myself down to the olive tree downtown like once a month. No, you don't. I do. I, I go down there with like. Ten dollars. You want to dive into this? Find. Like, okay, so I went on a uh, let's let's go let's go dive into it. About two right. weeks ago, I went on a first date with you know a lovely lady. She was very nice, but she talked about oh, and I like to go antiquing, and I thought to myself, huh, I'm not like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And I think like I think if that's your passion, great. Uh, if, that, if that's something you're into, awesome. No, no big deal. I just don't like what's the appeal? Uh, to, uh, uh, what's the, what's the draw? Because like I, I and nothing against the, the lovely lady. She was she was fine. She was nice. It was great. Uh, but I just am not like I, I don't have any passion to go out and buy an old bed or well, buy, buy an old cabinet or buy an old buy, buy an old chair or buy you know any, anything of the sort. In my opinion, things are not manufactured and built today as well as they used to be, unless you're spending exorbitant amounts of money. And it's a nice way to get something, especially if it's not like restored and refurbished. You can get something old, well built, still good, paying not that much money for it. And it, I don't know, it's got a nice vibe to it, you know? It brings a nice ambiance to my uh, crappy apartment. Yeah, well, I mean, doesn't it, it look it, like it doesn't fit? Doesn't it look like one of these things well, is not like the other? Why, 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 can't I, why can't I put a flat screen TV between two solid oak bookcases? Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that's maybe I just don't have enough antiques. That's see, that's it. You got you got to you got to let it pile up a little bit. I've been on this train since like high school, man. You know, uh, but you're a furniture guy. I like furniture. I like vintage speakers. Big fan of those. Go out looking for those. Um, you know, I have more turntables than I could possibly set up on my preamps just because like if I see a turntable for fifteen dollars I'm not gonna not buy it. But what are you doing with the turntables? Are well, you are, are them, you DJing in your in your in your spare time? No, no 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 like like record player. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of vinyl that I don't actually listen to. So it's just piling up in your home. Well a little bit. There there's there's a little bit of hoarder going on here. And uh and, and what's the significant other thing about that? Is she pro? Well, sometimes, sometimes things disappear. Uh, sometimes she's the one bringing them in, though. Okay, you okay. Know? So, like, I've got a, 
I've got one of my grandmother's old, I guess it's armoire, armoire. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. He, and like, like the nice, like, cabinet. It's huge, and it's got all my clothes in it. And, like, right. it, it, I, I appreciated you, you put, that. You put your shotgun behind your winter coats and everything. Right, right, right. Uh, I've got uh, my old parents' dining room table. Uh, but, it, but I mean, it's it's just a standard table. But, it, right. I mean, it, but it's older than me. Um the, the, the one I'm waiting to get my hands on, my dad's got my grandfather's old Air Force desk. Back in the 90s, the U.S. government decided they were just going to get rid of all the nice, solid, like, one-piece wood desks. Like the huge thing you see in the movies. They were just throwing them away, putting them in the dumpster. And so Pappy went and grabbed his truck and said, hey, can I have one of those? And the lieutenant looks at two of the enlisted guys, loaned them in the dumpster, and says, here, put it in his truck. And we've got that thing. And... You know, eventually I get to have that, and it's so nice. I, I, I'm excited for that. I just can't. It's like, how are you going to spend a Saturday? Oh, I'm driving down to Clanton, Alabama, and uh, look at look, going to look. You know, I saw this piece on Facebook Marketplace, and uh, yeah. oh, I'm going to go check it out. Because every time I go to Demopolis, I get to go to Las Fuentes or the Red Barn. You know, it's just an excuse to go get some good food sometimes. <sighs> okay, all right, I got you. It's the adventure. A little bit. All right, I understand. I don't, but I'm saying I do. Well, you're allowed to be wrong. Uh, yes, that's fine. Uh, you, uh, do, do you know Barry's slogan for me? No. Barry, all you know, it hasn't been said in quite a while, but Barry says a Barry Sanderson slogan. Joe Gaither, often wrong, but never in doubt. Hey, hey, that's why hey. it's sitting right there up on my Twitter. That's that's a great thing for radio. Hey, absolutely. And whenever I have one of those, like, spicy tweets that happens once every three months and, you know, the Bama fan base gets on my gets on my case for talking about a Jai Hall, they, like, screenshot that part of my header, and they're like, oh, he's right, often wrong, but never know. He's an idiot. Oh, he's a dummy. Hey, you, you haven't had one of those in a while. I think you need to stir the pot a little more. It's been it's been a bit. But how? What what's, what would be my take? Because I because I'm with you. I don't I don't mind stepping out there and upsetting the fan base. I I, I enjoy, look. I love Alabama football, but I also love poking the po- poking the fan base. Maybe come out and like bury Eli Ricks or something for not wanting to actually work hard and thinking he can just waltz into Tuscaloosa. And- Get playing time. Oh on yeah, what's the merits. what's the deal about? Uh, you saw you saw his, his, his social media post, his Instagram post. First off, like I was trying to dissect what's the meaning of the song because because everybody you know if you're gonna post a cryptic social media post, then the photo is one thing, yes, but the song that you use is totally like that's where the message is. At least in my experience, posting so cryptic social media posts, that's what their message is. So the song was this like Australian like electric emo band or whatnot. It wasn't any song that I had ever heard of. We, we, uh, Timothy and I had to, had to Shazam it. Uh, you can read about it on Tide109.com and I, I put the lyrics right there in it. And so uh, he, the part of it is like, I know what I have to do. I know what I have to do. It was like this weird song. Um, but it's Eli. But here's the, the, the like the the furtherance of that story, Aiden, is that uh, in the practice video, you know, the prepackaged Alabama football practice video that they pass out to the media that is absolutely worthless every single day. Uh, they do a great job producing it, but it's absolutely worthless. They made sure that was a long shot of Eli Ricks in there practicing. Uh, so, so I don't did know. Did you ask Jacob Harrison? Because he did a pretty good record, rhetorical analysis of the song. Jai Hall post. No, with, that wasn't Jacob. That, that wasn't that wasn't Jacob. We got to give credit to uh, we got to give credit to Rodney Orr's friends at Tider Insider. Oh, okay. They My did bad. They, they did the uh, the analysis, and Jacob talked about their analysis. Gotcha. Uh, which was which was which was very well done. But uh, I, I I wonder like. 
I need to get a music expert on there to like figure out this is a band got, I've never got, heard of. You got Dr. Adam Brooks over at the uh, College of Communications, a damn good rhetorical analysis when it comes to popular culture. He might be a good one to reach out to about this. So Eli Ricks, like, he's obviously still in town. Yeah. He hasn't left the team. He's still on the roster, RollTide.com. Yeah. He's obviously still practicing. Uh, all that is all well and good. And now here's the thing. We, we Bama fans, we get a little sensitive. We get a little sensitive uh, about, you know, reading things and cryptic things. I, I I wonder if Eli Ricks was just having a little fun. I wonder if he was just, oh, I'm just going to post this post and pick, post this picture. Because here's the thing. If I was an Alabama football player, Barry and I talked about this yesterday off the air. If I was an Alabama football player, ain't no way I would be on social media. None at all. Because I don't want to see the hate. I don't want to I don't want to uh, engage with the fan base. I don't want to uh, stir it up. But if I were that type to be on social media, then I would just be messing with them. And I know it's immature. I know that's kind of what Ajayi Hall was was doing a lot of the time, was just kind of teasing the fan base and messing with them and putting strange things out there to confuse people and stay in the news. But honestly, that would probably be my move. And people would say, oh, that Joe Gaither, he's so immature. Oh, that Joe Gaither, we, we can't trust him, this, that, and the other. Oh, he needs to get off social media. But, like, we are so easily manipulated, Aiden. We are so easily pushed one way or the other. Like, what if Eli Ricks had nothing? Like, that was a nothing post, an absolutely nothing post. Well, what it is, what it was for us was it was 27,000 clicks for me on, on Tide109.com. And I thank everybody who clicked on the story and read about it. And I'm sure that 24-7 Sports, Touchdown Alabama, Bama Online, Bama Insider, Sports Illustrated, Bama Central, they all wrote about it too. Like, so so we all just go with it. We all just fall for it. Uh, so I, I wonder if it was absolutely nothing at all. Uh, but Eli Ricks is probably upset that he's not on the field. But, hell, Terry and Arnold's playing his tail off. Get Terry and Arnold off the field. You can't do it. I mean, I know... Evan Stewart had a, himself a great game uh, on, on Saturday night, but he had 18 bleeping targets. He had eight catches on 18 bleeping targets, and th- three of them were long bombs. And, and, and every one of the ones he caught was a super athletic, just incredible very, catch. Yes, very contested. People talk about people think about oh that last one. That last one was in Terry and Arnold's hands. Uh, it, it, it was in Terry and Arnold's hands. Uh, obviously not the last one, but the second to last one. Excuse me, the second to last one because the last one was incomplete. Dolph- off the sidelines, Haynes King missed his throw, and Terry and Arnold had great positioning. Terry and Arnold had great positioning all night long. I love what that guy is doing from the cornerback position. And if you heard Cubba Joe last week with James Benedetto, he was correcting me that Kool-Aid McKinstry has actually been the better corner. And, up, and, and metrically speaking, he has been. Uh, but I'm just really impressed with Terry and Arnold's athleticism, how he competes for the ball, how he's always in position. And here's the thing. How many... How many pass interference penalties have Kool-Aid and Terry and Arnold accumulated this year collectively? Two? One? I I, I think Kool-Aid had two in the Texas game alone. I, I think Kool-Aid's had a handful. Well, I might Ky- be mistaken. Ky- Kyrie did, and and Terry and Terry did as well. Uh, I know I know that the, the, Kyrie Jackson did in the Texas game, and Terry had one in the Texas game that I can think of. Um, maybe there's more, but I feel like they've been playing very clean football. Uh, which, geez, Louise. Cornerback is the toughest position in football. Shoot me. I know people say quarterback. Oh, the quarterback, the quarterback. 
But no, no, no. Cornerback, in my opinion, is the toughest position in football because you're playing against the supreme athletes on the field, the wide receivers. You have to be a supreme athlete. Your hips have to be fluid. You don't know where they're going. They know where they're going. They're setting you up with all kinds of moves. You have to follow, you know, uh, don't, don't watch their head, watch their hips. You got to play without your hands. Cornerback's the toughest position in football, and, and, and that's why you're seeing elite-level corners make lots of lots of money in the NFL. Maybe you can say defensive end. Maybe you can say left tackle. But uh, I think if you put a gun to my head right now, it's cornerback for, for, for Joe Gaither's money, uh, which is why I love Patrick Sertan so much when he was here. Oh, my God, what a great player. What a great player. And Barry and I went back and forth on Sertan, too. Uh, if you don't remember that, a couple uh, about two years ago, and I kept telling him how good he was, and he was going to be a top 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 ten pick. Oh, is he? I was like, dude, nobody's throwing at him because he's that good. Uh, <laughs> and 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 he has proven to be so for the, the ultimate respect. The Denver Broncos. All right, we're up against our next break. We'll take a break and uh, we'll come back. I've got like five, six, seven, eight more topics to roll into uh, while I'm filling in for Wimpin Barry Sanderson. This is inside the locker room. We're presented by Yellowwood today and two men in a truck. We want to thank Royal Cleaners as well for sponsoring the program. This is Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama soccer is ranked number two in multiple polls this week. Alabama football has announced a home-and-home series with the University of Minnesota for the 2032 and 2033 season. Alabama wide receiver Treshawn Holden has inked a new NIL deal. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but traffic is slow on US 43 from Flatwoods down to McFarland. 69 congested at Union Chapel, 69 southbound, also heavy at Skyland. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. The JCPenney Mystery Sale is back. How much will you save? It's a coupon giveaway in-store only. Starting Thursday, you can get an extra 30, 40, or even 44. And for tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 80 and 83 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Alright, let this sit up for just a little bit, Aiden, because this is the song that, uh, that Eli Ricks posted with his uh, Instagram. It's very strange. It's got a, I mean, I know it's not an inside the locker room song, just a little bit lower, just a little bit. Uh, it's not an inside the locker room song at all because Coach likes Cowboy Country. Coach would throw this song into the ocean. Uh, he would blow this song up and throw it into the sun. But this is the, the, the cryptic song behind Eli Ricks' social media post. Now, if you didn't see it, you can read about it on Tide109.com. It's Eli Ricks in an LSU uniform. And all he captions is, I know what to do, do, 
then come and, and it kind of fades out. Aiden Dollins, producer 101, has found the song meeting, so slowly faded on that. Listen, listen. Listen. Like very strange. Uh, it's an Australian electronic uh, electronic band per se. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it as a musical genre. I mean, I like pretty much all music, honestly. And it doesn't have a terrible sound for for me personally, but it, I, I definitely recognize it as odd. It sounds like a mixture of surrealist EDM and math rock. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see that. Okay, so what did you find? Because Aiden Dollins looked behind the lyrics and has a nice little meaning for this song, and I think we can take the meaning and apply it to our friend Eli Ricks. So admittedly, this is not my rhetorical analysis. This is from songmeanings.com, but here's what they're saying is uh, the song is about a man that needs to develop himself before he is able to connect with someone uh, spiritually in a romantic relationship, um, you know, it, it talks about, um, he says, quote, this is what Eli Ricks posted. The song says, I know what to do, then come back for you, saying that he recognizes he is not ready for the relationship that he wants to have. You know, this girl wants more, um, but he cannot see into her eyes, supposedly, meaning that, you know, he's definitely not ready for this relationship. Um, but it also talks about, you know, the guy being, quote, set into overdrive to improve himself in order to be ready for this relationship. So does Eli Ricks recognize that he's not ready to be on the field at Alabama and has a passion in his heart to get there? I don't know. I mean, you, you take it twofold. I mean, honestly, uh, if I put myself in my own little heart there, I <laughs> How old is he? He's 21. He's 20. He's right in that range. Uh, yeah. Okay. So when I was 21, 20, I might have been using social media to send messages to to to, to potential significant others because <laughs> I was uh, not the most mature uh, for for sure. Uh, and, and so Fair. so he may be just doing that. He may be just sending uh, to try to send uh, a subliminal message to a potential significant other. But if you want to take it football wise, yes, absolutely. He's recognizing he's got to do more development off the field. He's got to do more work within himself. I mean, the knock. Uh, the, the, the Eli Ricks knock is not his athleticism, his athletic ability. Uh, the, the, the knock on Eli Ricks has been bad practice player and can't pick up the playbook. Well, you develop those two areas, uh, especially picking up the playbook, uh, th then I think that you, you stand a much better shot at getting on the field. Athletically speaking, he's in the elite category. He should be on the field with Terry and Arnold. Excuse me, and and Kool Aid McKinstry rotating in, giving somebody a blow pretty pretty often. But right now, you're you're platooning with uh, with with Terry and Arnold and, and, and Kool Aid McKinstry. They're, they're pretty much locked into the cornerback spots. Eli Ricks, maybe maybe this cryptic message is not a bad thing, Alabama fans. Maybe it's not a it's not. A, I mean, yes, he's using an LSU photo, but. How, hell, how many good photos does he have when he's on the field with Alabama? I, mean, I was about to say, has he been on the field at a time that Stuart McNair was taking pictures? <laughs> he's been on the he's on the participation charts, but he's tallied a total of two tackles this season. So maybe his best photo is right here uh, in the. I mean, honestly, in these sexy LSU whites. I I I, don't, I know you know it's not we can't compliment the LSU Tiger go Tigers, but those white uniforms are very attractive in my opinion, objectively speaking. Uh, so. 
maybe he just used the best picture that he's got. Uh, it's right there, shot on his face. He, he's kind of looking up at it. Maybe this is a, a whole bunch to do about nothing, Alabama fans. Maybe he's locked in to doing the little things, following the Saban process, uh, developing himself on and off the field to really get ready to uh, to contribute to this Alabama Crimson Tide team. And, and imagine, like, if I had said, do you want Eli Ricks for the first half of the season or the back half of the season? What are you choosing? You're obviously choosing the back half of the season. You know, we all, we all hear about the complexity of Coach Nick Saban's defense. If you don't know anything about it and you want a one-minute tutorial, you can watch Coach Nick Saban's uh, breakdown of the final play on, on many places on Twitter. I think it's Alabama Athletics. You can see the play of the game. Coach Nick Saban talking to Chris Stewart, our friend Chris Stewart, about the final play and the defensive adjustments that they made on the play. And literally, it is... Um, it is high level football heroin, honestly, because because he is he is oh we we uh, <laughs> we brag we, we we what do you say we uh, we flip the leverage for the cornerbacks we uh, we dab the front we spot we we green dog the back and like he's given all kinds of this terminology and he's explaining what they all are and if the back does this we're green dogging the back if the back does that we're we're doubling we're doubling him and so it's like it's literally everything is variable everything has a reactionary variable and. And from a guy who played just high school football and, you know, you're playing this coverage no matter what, solid. <laughs> it is insanity to, 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 to think about the complexity. Uh, and I'm sure when he was at LSU, it was, hey, man, you're a man to man. You see number seven, you follow him. You see number 12, you follow him. You got eight on this play. Uh, and, and, and while there is something to be said for that, a, a great man to man corner is hard to come by. Nick Saban's defense is a little more complicated than just, hey, stick in number eight's hip pocket. All right, we're going to get ready to go to the top of the hour. We're going to have Brookwood basketball coach Joe Childress, correct, uh, join us in just a minute. Barry Sanderson's been lining up a lot of uh, local coaches uh, for basketball, football, a lot of uh, softball coaches. We had a volleyball coach on. Brookwood High School and, and TA have been involved. Joe Childress is the Brookwood head basketball coach. And Barry's going to call in to manage the segment and to do the interview. Uh, honestly, Aiden, when you get Barry on, I want to hear Barry. I want to hear Barry and his coach talk a bunch of junk to each other as they're going to uh, ask him if they're competing against each other. Uh, no, Barry's is, not going to do Is this going to be high-level basketball heroin? Doubt. No, maybe. Maybe. I mean, B Barry's got it in him for sure. B B Barry, I think Barry likes to play the simple mind uh, a lot of the times, but I think Barry is a mad genius. I think you're probably right. I, I, I You know, he don't tell any of our other friends. But I think I learned the most when I'm working on inside the locker room from Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanders. Don't don't give them that credit because they're going to take that and run with it. They're going to take that. Oh, see, old guys have it. Joe, you young guy, we're, we're growing you. But uh, I learned a ton from Barry Sanderson, and I learned a ton from Coach Wimp Sanderson as well. So you're going to hear Coach Barry Sanderson call in and talk to the Brookwood basketball coach, uh, Brookwood Panthers. They're getting their basketball season started off pretty soon. Uh, the Brookwood Panthers have a huge football game this weekend. Oof. Come on, Panthers. You got a tall task. Oh, my gosh. They're playing McAdory, uh, Aiden. They're playing McAdory at home, um, and they got to win to get in the playoffs. I think they have to win their last two ball games to get into the playoffs. But, goodness gracious, in my third year covering, uh, covering uh, Tuscaloosa area football, 
Brookwood has a chance to to be in the playoffs. I would not have said that two years ago. I would not have said that last year. The Brookwood Panthers have been on the up and up. Uh, yes, they have a really tall task. McAdory is very good. Uh, but, man, get out on Friday night if you're into high school football. Lots of our region games are coming down. Lots of our areas are coming down to the last couple of weeks. Uh, but we will talk to Brookwood basketball coach Joe Childress and when we come back from break. This hour has been brought to you by Yellowwood. You go out to yellowwood.com. If you're building that back yard uh, the fence you're building a, a playground anything that you're building with wood you need to be using yellow wood we appreciate jimmy rain for sponsoring the program being a part of tide 100.9 visit yellowwood.com for more information remember if it ain't got that yellow tag on it you don't want it tide 100.9 traffic from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we have a disabled 18-wheeler on Lurley northbound in Northport up by the Piggly Wiggly and Bryant Bank. You can expect some delays going northbound on Lurleen. Now, if you see other conditions, just give me a call. Towns of Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. The mystery sale is back. How much will you save? Coupon giveaway starts Thursday in-store only. You could peel and reveal up to an extra 50% off while they last. Downtown Tuscaloosa, Ellis Johnson, the coach, and D. Orlando Ledbetter will join me tomorrow morning on the Gary Harris Show, 9 a.m. live from R&R Cigar. See you then. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9 Traffic. The two words we live by. The coach we follow. All right, blow the horn. Let's go. The famous call we love to hear. Seeming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Yes, I was not in the first hour. My man Joe Gaither has uh, been handling that. Now we're out on assignment uh, this morning, but I had to call in this morning for this special segment. Before we do it, uh, let me tell you about Andrew Kniffer, my good friend, my good all-state insurance agent. He's my agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 in Northport. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. Andrew will take Great care of you. Let him run a quote for you. 205-722-9201. As you guys know, every Thursday is our Brookwood Day here at 8 o'clock. And uh, we're very fortunate that we want to support the high school kids, the coaches, uh, the teachers. Panthers with practice starting on Monday. I want to have Coach on. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? Hey, hey Coach, I'm doing great. I, I appreciate you guys having us on this morning. Tell us, uh, basketball's in the air. I know we're football's uh, in full swing, and everybody's excited about high school football uh, coming up tomorrow night, and then, of course, college football. But uh, 
for the high schools, I know uh, for you guys and for me as well, uh, practice starts on Monday. Just kind of talk about uh, your excitement for practice starting. Well, we we uh, we're definitely excited to get started on Monday. We um, we've had a great preseason, um, uh, August and September, and, and then here the first week or two of, of uh, October, um, we we've gotten a lot out of our guys and, and feel like we've made some serious progress. Um, but with that being said, um, you know you get to a point where the itch is uh, is still there, and there's not a whole lot of scratching going on. You you want to just go ahead and get into it. Um, um, we, we, we have a pretty good group returning um, and, and some seniors who are anxious to get their senior year started. Um, so, you know, we're, we're ready to have real practices. We're ready to, to get into it and, and try to go out each other and try to get better. Um, so we're, we're excited about being right around the corner and, and, and getting going Monday afternoon. Yeah, uh, Coach, you know, I deal with this. Uh, I know a lot of us high school basketball coaches do. Uh, with football still in full swing, do you have many guys that are, that are playing football that you'll you'll have to wait on until you get to get to practice? We have uh, we're, we're fairly fortunate for for the six six A level. Um, we only have four guys that are that are on the um, football program. Okay, oh, excuse me, four four varsity guys in the football program. Um, we'll have five or six JV type guys that are that are playing football. So. I'll I'll start out practice on Monday with nine of what I project to be thirteen um, varsity players. So um, we'll we'll have a few guys that'll come once football season wraps up. Um, but we're we're going to be able to go ahead and start um, with the majority of our varsity roster in practice. Um, so it's we're excited about having the opportunity to to um, kind of have those guys in our preseason and and being able to get a lot of foundational stuff set up and ready to go. Practice. Yeah, I found it. But at the same time, we um, we, we know that uh, we know we got some key guys that are playing football, so we're we're anxious to get them back whenever their season wraps up as well. Yeah, it's always a tough balance there to try to get those guys in, and then they don't have a lot of practice time, and then you know, all of a sudden games are starting. So I think basketball is always at a disadvantage early, just trying to incorporate. You know, you want the football guys to do well. Uh, but then when they get there, it's almost game time at that point. All right, talk a little bit about you got a new area uh, that you guys are competing in. Tell us a little bit about your area. Well, for, for the last several years, um, Brookwood has uh, competed in the same area with uh, Northridge, Hillcrest, and Bryant. Um, with the new realignment that happened last spring, Central High School bumped up to 6A which kind of bumped us out of that area. They kind of took our spot in that area, which which geographically that's how they kind of align all the areas. They they bumped us up to play in the area that was Bessemer City, Macadori, and Hueytown, which um, it's not that much difference of a drive for, for the most part. Um, you know, we're really not driving anymore to Bessemer and to Hueytown and to Be- and, uh, Macadori than we were going back down to Hillcrest or, or to Northridge. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be different um, because there's there's no familiarity there. Um, but at the same time, um, those schools are obviously close proximity, and we've kept up with them and, and and monitored how their seasons have gone over the last couple of years. So we know what kind of programs we're dealing with there. Um, there's been a coaching change at Huey Town, um, and, and and that was that maybe changed things up a little bit. But at the same time, we, you know, we know what type of programs that those guys are going to end up having. So we want to make sure that um, we're going to try to, or early in the season at least, do a lot of uh, our homework and, and try to 
get our eyes on some film and maybe even in person with those three teams to to give us a little bit more ability to be familiar with what they're doing before we ever get even close to January. So um, when the area plays yep. up. So we're excited about that. Yeah, we're talking with Joe Childers, head basketball coach at Brookwood. Uh, coaches, uh, many years as I've coached, I've always relied on seniors. Uh, you know, if you got good seniors, guys that have been through the program, they should be actually be able to run the practice for you. Uh, talk about a little bit about your, your senior class there and how much they're going to mean to you this year. Well, we're, we're going to know with seven seniors this year, which is actually the second straight year where we've had seven seniors. It's, it's quite a few. Um, we, we happen to only have two of those guys who have meaningful varsity minutes, however. Um, second and third leading score return from last year will both be seniors, um, and, and we are, are sure going to count on them a lot this year. Um, and then we've we've had a few seniors that have kind of waited their turn that didn't really get many minutes in the past. Um but have uh, have definitely um, continued to work hard and improve. Um, and, and coaches can see that stuff transition from one year to the next. Um, it's it's so obvious when you when you see a kid who um, maybe grew a little bit, maybe got a little stronger, maybe got a little faster, but definitely has uh, improved and worked on their game in different areas. And, and we've had several of those guys that have really made big strides and, and, and steps forward. Um, that are now as seniors, and it's their opportunity, it's their chance for them to to get their you know abil- abilities on the floor. And, and these kids, um, they they really really kind of bought in and and kind of been a part of the change that happened, I guess, four years ago when they were coming in as freshmen. And um, you know they're 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 anxious and excited for their opportunities. So um, they've worked really hard in the fall, and um, I'm anxious to see. Um, what kind of leadership that develops over the course of the first few weeks of practice? Um, because I, I really think there are a few kids out there that we have that um, that are itching for their chance and itching for their opportunity to kind of be leaders and be in that that new role. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. All right. Uh, lastly, uh, you got a, a holiday tournament. I know I'll be, I'll be coming to it. The Panther. Holiday Jam, and we'll we'll talk more as it gets closer to it about people uh, coming out and supporting that tournament. You have uh, eight great teams in there, uh, but just talk a little bit about your schedule and when you got to get started. Well, we we um we're going to play a, a schedule that's um that's pretty Tuscaloosa heavy, I guess. We're we're um we're, we're playing a lot a lot of local teams to the Tuscaloosa area. We're excited about um, the start of our season that starts on November 10th and 11th. We'll kind of play back-to-back nights there. Um, Sissy Valley, ACA, Central. Um, we're, playing, we're playing several local schools there um, to the Tuscaloosa area. So we're excited about continuing to, to find our niche here in, the, in, this, in this bigger Tuscaloosa area as far as um, who we're competing with and, and teams that we're – that we're trying to gauge ourselves against and see how that looks, but we're um, we're anxious about that. We also are going to be playing Essentials, um, red and white turkey. I think Turkey Jam is how he uh, is labeled it. Um, we're playing in that um, at Thanksgiving week, and then um, we're hosting, like you said, the the tournament right after Christmas um, at the end of December, the Panther Holiday Jam, and then we'll also actually host our. Uh, our challenge classic again on Martin Luther King Day that I think I came on and talked with you guys about last year. Um, it's, yeah. it's, we've kind of had to rebrand the naming on it from the Birmingham Tuscaloosa Challenge. Um, we kind of had to rework that just to the Martin Luther King Day holiday um, 
uh, challenge because we, we've had some teams that kind of outside of the Birmingham and Tuscaloosa areas that we're excited and anxious to be a part of it. Um, so we're, 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 we're fine with that. We're hoping that um, we've got some really good teams coming. So we're excited about what the potential for a great uh, basketball could be. All right. Lastly, uh, our very first segment that I had, I had Joe Barger on the mayor of Brookwood who does an outstanding job. And you guys were on the golf course. And I called him like a couple of days later, and he said he had back problems. I'm like, Joe, what's wrong? And he said he had to carry you <laughs> the entire time playing golf. And you hurt his back, he was carrying you. So is there any truth to Joe Barger carrying you on the golf course? Is this true? Well, first and foremost, I, I want to say uh, Mayor Barger, as well as our, our city council, and, and just really the entire community of Brookwood have been amazing since <laughs> I got there. Um, so let me preface that with, with I'm, I could be more uh, thankful for the support that we've gotten from not only the, the city, but as well as, you know, just the community in general. Uh, now, Be careful with this answer now. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, not one person in our four-man group carried anybody very far. Uh, we, okay. we, uh, we, we were enjoying ourselves. We had a great time. It was a great opportunity to be a part of that adopt a school golf tournament. Um, but we, we're, we're collectively, the four of us are not could not make one good golfer. So we had a great time, and um, I was excited about the chance to get to hang out with Joe and uh, a couple other guys that were uh, a part of our school and our community. So we, we had a good time. Joe, Joe did his part, just like uh, the rest of us. Of course, that part was we, we we're just not very good golfers. So. Well, awesome stuff for you guys. Uh... We appreciate you guys in Brooklyn being on great community out there. A lot of great things going on, and we look forward to visiting with you throughout the season about uh, high school basketball. Appreciate everything you're doing. Well, hey, thanks, Barry. We we appreciate you guys uh, letting us kind of have this segment to, to promote our school and our community because it, it's amazing. We we have a, a lot to be proud of, and um, I'm definitely thankful for the opportunity to get to talk to you guys this morning. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you. Hey, All right, uh, hey. Royal Cleaners, they'll make life easy for you, uh, Joe. Uh, so if you, you're right, Dave, but take your cleaning right to work, they'll come pick it up. they got three locations you can drop. Oh, I drop mine off there at Rice Mine Road. When you drop it off there, they'll have it ready for you right there the next day at 5 o'clock. All right, Joe Gaither, everything good? Everything good this morning? We're going to get the Blue Plate Special tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be ready for some high school football tomorrow, and we're going to roll right into Saturday for a big beat down up in Knoxville. Are you ready to get all that done in the next couple of days? Absolutely. It's going to be a great weekend, Barry. I hope you are doing great scouting your next basketball uh, your next basketball superstar. I know you're uh, taking uh, t- taking your team into AHSAA, so you and Joe Childers might cross paths. <laughs> yeah, we could. Uh, actually, they, uh, they're having a tournament, and they put us on, the, on his side. So if we were to win the first game and they were to win, unfortunately, though, he's got me playing leagues. I don't know if they, how they are in basketball, but they're ranked number two in football Ooh. right now in 5A. So I'm sure they will be pretty, pretty athletic. But I don't want to worry about that now, Joe. i got a month before I have to worry about, about that. But we get rolling as well on Monday. We'll have our Tuscaloosa Academy segment tomorrow. Joe, appreciate you filling in uh, for Dad and I, but we'll be back ready to roll 
tomorrow, and hopefully he can take that blue plate special to five and three tomorrow. Awesome, Barry. Hope you have a great day, man. Thanks so much for your time. All right. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Thank That's you. Barry Sanderson handling the Brookwood segment uh, for us, and he does that each and every week, presented by uh, the city of Brookwood, and we love having, uh, really, honestly, Barry's not just saying it. I love having the high school stuff on here. I think it's, you know, everybody does Alabama football, and we love Alabama football. We bow to the to the throne that is Alabama football, but I think it's great to uh, to give a lot of uh, give coverage to the to the high schools, and that's what we try to do on Friday nights with our football coverage, and that's what Barry's trying to do with with some of his radio time. If you've got a high school, set, uh, if if you're a high school out there and you want to get some coverage, reach out to Barry, and and he'll be happy to work you in uh, Northridge, Hillcrest, in, in, any of the schools, Central, Bryant. We we love them all. ACA, Sipsy Valley, Hale County, Gordo. Like it goes on and on and on. Our list is like 15, 16 bit large, and we try to we, we we try our best to cover them all. Even the Holy Spirit Saints. Hey man, the Saints are getting their first win this week. Hey. They're getting Let's their go. they're getting their first win back in AHSAA this week. They're playing at school that has scored three total touchdowns all season long. Let's go. So please, like, oh my God, I will I will lose my brain. Uh, they're playing uh, brilliant, right? They're playing brilliant, I believe. I want uh, I want to change my coverage assignment because I want I want to be there for that. It's an hour and change away. You driving up the road? Yeah, I, I take that back. Yeah, no, because like on I, I, if it were in the in the area, if it were closer, and we did like we have a huge slate this week. Our slate is massive. Uh, we're we're going to eight games. I want to go to ten, but we just didn't have the people for it. Uh, if they were playing closer, I would have definitely bumped them up uh, and probably bumped off one of those eight uh, to go to Holy Spirit's first win. All right, so we'll, we'll we'll come back. I got one more segment in me, and then we're gonna turn it over to so we're gonna listen to Nick Saban's press conference. I'm headed down. To R&R Cigars to get Gary Harris set up. Come down and buy your victory cigars. Reagan Starner and the crew, they already sold their cigars to the team. Uh, so, so those have been dropped off. The team is ready to smoke them up in, in Neyland Stadium. Uh, and so we'll come back and give our last little segment on Inside the Locker Room before we hear from Nick Saban and Josh Heupel right after this. This is Tide 100.9. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Thursday morning, there was no significant damage from last night's severe thunderstorms other than scattered power outages, but some abnormally dry spots across West Alabama did receive some badly needed rain, two to three inches in some areas. And every wildfire across the region has now been extinguished. Now prepare for the latter part of next week when we get highs only in the 60s and lows in the 30s. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley Townsquare Media Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we have a disabled 18-wheeler on Blur Lee northbound in Northport up by the Piggly Wiggly and Bryant Bank. You can expect some delays going northbound on Blur Lee. Now, if you see other conditions, just give me a call. Towns and Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Harris. Thursday's show will come to you live from R&R Cigars, downtown Tuscaloosa. Ellis Johnson, the coach, and D. Orlando Ledbetter will join me tomorrow morning on the Gary Harris Show, 9 a.m., live from R&R Cigars. See you then. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. The mystery sale is back. How much will you save? Coupon giveaway starts Thursday in-store only. You could peel and reveal up to an extra 50% off while they last.
coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny and breezy at times today. The high in the middle 70s, around 75. Clear and cool tonight, below 44. Then for tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 80 and 83 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Standing on the mountain, looking down on a city, the way I feel is a doggone pity. Teardrops are falling down the mountain. Welcome back in inside the locker room. Big thanks to Barry Sanderson and Joe Childers calling in on the hotline talking about Brookwood basketball. We love our high school teams all around the area. I've got a little bit of time left. Uh, I'm just going to throw out all the topics. I'm, I'm going to unload the clip right here, Aiden, and you can tell me what to go with. And then, uh, I mean, basically, we'll just pick up the pieces on Cup of Joe at 11 o'clock. Um, so uh, we're going to be down at R&R Cigars from 9 o'clock till noon. Uh, J- Gary Harris is going to be doing his show, and then I'll be doing Cup of Joe down there. Ideally, all the tech works out. Uh, my stomach is kind of turned in knots at the moment and making sure that the tech works out. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I know it'll be fine for me, uh, but um, my man Gary Harris doesn't do deal well with, with, with technical difficulties. So ideally, all the tech goes very smoothly. Uh, no traffic as I, as I leave the studio and uh, everything goes smooth. But come down and see us because we will be there regardless of what happens. Aiden may just be doing 9 to 11 himself. So uh, he'll be able to rock and roll. Aiden, did I ever tell you about the first time I was ever on air? Like actually not as an intern? I have not heard this. Story. All right, real quick. It's, I, I was uh, obviously working for, on the Martin Houston show, and Mar- it was Wednesday, and Martin was taking the day. Martin texted me already ahead of time. I'm taking the day off, but I've got a fill-in coming in. Uh, so, you know, all you got to do is let him in the door and, and open, turn on the mics and stuff. Well, 5.50, no replacement. 5.53, no replacement. 5.57, no replacement. And uh, so, yeah, I had to do uh, my first hour of my first day uh, solo. It was absolutely awful, and I did not watch the Alabama basketball game from the night before I was at a, at a meeting and so I basically spun a bunch of get hot gas about the, an Alabama basketball game that I did not really even see uh, and so I learned my lesson to always have something prepared uh, so now you've got uh, 30 minutes to have a, 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 a to brainstorm something if Gary and I can't get connected via clean feed you've, you, you've used clean feed before 
So yes, yes, that's a regular tool on the Martin Houston show. Exactly. So the the, the kids uh, who are coming in after you're like, I've never used Queen Feed before. And I said, Aiden will get you set up. It'll be a okay. All right. The rest of the day, my thoughts are to and Mac back to practice. Uh, my thoughts are, what would be your Bill O'Brien game plan for the weekend, especially that one. That one. Okay. All right. That's good. Um, I think it's really interesting because you're facing the number one offense in the country. And not only are they the number one offense in the country, they are the fa- the third fastest snapping offense in the nation, meaning they get up to the line and snap the football. And while I'm not necessarily – I don't buy into the narrative that Alabama can't defend a dual-threat quarterback. Nick Saban has shown that he, that he is not – while it has been an issue in the past – it has been. Nick Saban has shown that he can do that. We have, we, we have kind of mitigated some of those problems. The issue to me is when you combine the dual threat quarterback with the fast-paced offense, with the we're getting up there, we're snapping the ball, Nick Saban and Pete Golding can't sub in their, can't sub in their personnel packages, so we're stuck with the same 11 on the field. We got to basically rock and roll with the best 11 we got, no matter what the package is. Um, so what does that do to, if you're Bill O'Brien? Do you run regular offense? Or do you have a more heavy focus uh, focus on the running game with Bryce Young's shoulder? Are you throwing down the field? Uh, we, we know we, we, we kind of touched on Tennessee's poorest secondary in the last hour. 128th in the country, giving up over 300 yards a game through the air. Uh, so, But on the flip side, they're 22nd in the country in sacks. They're, they're getting after the quarterback at a decent rate. Uh, so how do you work around? Because you have to play in unison. You have to realize you got to help out uh, Pete Golding. you got to help out Nick Saban. You don't want to get into a 20... A 2013, yeah, 2013 Alabama-Texas A&M game where A.J. McCarron and Johnny Menzel are flying up and down the field 42-45, to and my heart was like, that was a game that my heart like exploded. And Nick Saban talked after the game, oh, I think you cost me five years of my life. Like, you don't want to get into one of those games. Where it's such a fun game. It was though. awesome. Oh, absolutely. Like, me as a fan, as a football guy, let's do it. That, that'll be fun. But if you're Bill O'Brien and you're Pete Golding, you're, you're sitting there, Pete's like, dude, please help me out. Please control the ball a little bit. Run the football. Like you have to protect the football. You cannot have four turnovers. You cannot have two. You cannot have one turnover. Like you really need to not be turning the football over. If you're giving the ball away, it needs to be on a punt. It needs to be on a James Burnett bomb shot, in, in, in backing them up in their own tw- behind their own twenty. So. I think it's very interesting. Will you see Bill O'Brien run his regular offense? Because I think at this point, well, cat's out of the bag. Bryce is going to play. Bryce is playing. Like, breaking news, I, this is not insider information. Do not take this to the bank. But if Bryce doesn't play, I will be beyond shocked. I will, I will, I will, be, I will faint on, on, on Saturday at 2.30 if, if Jalen Milrow comes out and, and, and plays quarterback. Not that he's bad. We've, we touched on that this week. But I will faint if, if, if Bryce Young does not get himself out there. I think he was very close to playing last week, and I think he's very close to playing this week. Coach Saban talking last night, and you'll hear it in a minute, saying that he was on a pitch count this week, and he's closer and closer to 100%. So... I think Bill O'Brien really has to look at himself this week. I know he's been under the microscope from Alabama fans, um, fairly or unfairly. I know you're a big Bill O'Brien lover on the other side of the glass, but like we, I think Bill needs to have one of his best games because you're going to have to match shot for shot this Tennessee offense. Josh Heupel, 
Uh, you may not like to hear it, but I think he, I think he's an offensive genius. So you're going to have to match shot for shot with this Tennessee offense. Uh, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. We will get into it more on Cup of Joe. I'm going to get out of here. We're going to leave you with Coach Nick Saban and Josh Heupel as I travel down to R&R Cigars. Aiden will fill in the gaps as well. Uh, I want to thank Coach Wimp and Barry Sanderson for giving me some, uh, some of their time on the show today. Thank Barry for joining us with Joe Childress. I want to thank you, the listener. Uh, thank the Lord for giving me an hour and a change words of content to bring up. Uh, we'll be back. With, I'll be back with you at 11 o'clock for Cup of Joe. Uh, keep it locked in. We'll be uh, down at R&R Cigars with the Gary Harris Show. Gary Harris is going to be joined by Coach Ellis Johnson. He's going to have a fun Thursday show, as he usually does. Uh, and we're going to keep the day rolling on Todd 100.9. This is Inside the Locker Room. Big thanks to Yellowwood, Andrew Canifer, Allstate Insurance, Two Men in a Truck. And, Coach, why don't uh, you tell us about Be Dry as I get on out of here? years, B-Dry owners have trusted B-Dry for waterproofing and foundation repair service. These are outstanding people. We've had them on our show for a long, long time. They're backed by the strongest lifetime warranty in the industry. You can call them at 946-3390. But if you want a dry basement, the B-Dry experts will design solutions that will solve your basement problem. They have these patented basement waterproofing and foundation repair products as well, and those products will go into effect to certainly keep that water from coming back in to your basement after they've dried it up. You have a 12-month interest of free financing, which is a good deal for you. I think that the customers who have been with B-Dry all these years, 60 years, are very satisfied with what B-Dry does for them. There's nothing more important in your home than a dry basement. With B-Dry, you have a lifetime warranty, a dry basement for life. Your floors one and two are not affected. Your basement is in good shape. So I would suggest that you give B-Dry a call 60 years of service they put to everybody in this area, 205-946-3390. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama soccer is ranked number two in multiple polls this week. Alabama football has announced a home-and-home series with the University of Minnesota for the 2032 and 2033 season. Alabama wide receiver Treshawn Holden has inked a new NIL deal. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Have you ever wanted to be inside Bryant Denny in the middle of the field, sitting in the lower bowl, watching your beloved Alabama coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny and breezy at times today. The high in the middle 70s, around 75. Clear and cool tonight, the low 44. Then for tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 80 and 83 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Welcome you right back to Inside the Locker Room here on Tide 100.9. I'm Aiden Dowling filling in for Joe Gaither, who's filling in for Barry Sanderson and Whip Sanderson. Good morning of fill-ins here today on your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We're going to throw it out here real quick to Nick Saban's press conference from last night. Get you plugged up and ready to go with that one. So I, I think that, you know, our emphasis this week has been on um, – Everybody, you know, self-assessing, coaches, myself, players, you know, do you think you're really, you know, playing to the level um, that, you know, people respect under uh, the standard that we have here, that your teammates respect, the discipline, the toughness, the effort to finish, focus on the next play, accountability to do your job. And those are basic fundamental things that I think, um, you know, are very, very important to being successful. And that's something that we've really emphasized. I think the players have done a pretty good job so far this week. So, you know, we've got a tremendous challenge against a really good team on the road, SEC game, you know, game day, you know, all, all the all the things that, that make great games. So uh, if you're a great competitor, you love great challenges, and this is certainly going to be a great challenge for us and what we expect to be a – you know, difficult environment. So, um, you know, Bryce continues to practice a little bit more. You know, we got him on a little bit of a pitch count um, just to kind of wean him back into it and see how it goes. So um, we expect him to do even a little more tomorrow. So that's all I really have to say about that. As the season progresses, does a team get better at playing on the road, getting used to the environment, the, the noise of a, of a road environment? Well, I think... You know, the first time you do it, uh, it's probably a little bit of a challenge for players that have never done it before, uh, especially at certain positions where being able to communicate and hear, whether it's snap count, um, whatever, um, probably inability to communicate on defense if it's loud. You know, those things probably affect inexperienced players a little bit more than they do the guys that have done it before. But I think by this time, you know, we've played a couple road games. Um, you hope that that experience has enhanced, you know, the guys on the team's expectations of what's going to happen, how it's going to be, what they have to overcome, how they need to play, how they need to focus, you know, in that kind of environment. There's been a lot of talk this week about all the pressure uh, in the defensive package that's got Will and Braswell and Turner on the field together and, and what they did against Texas A&M pass pressure-wise. How good is that group against a run? And by that, I mean the whole 11 in the grouping, not just those three guys. And, and how important is that against a Tennessee team that, that's hard to substitute against? Yeah, well, um, you know, we, we, we don't really play those guys all together in rundown situations. Um, you know, we play two of the three. And uh, obviously, you know, that's part of it. Um, but... You know, I, t I think until you get to third down and every team has kind of a break point of when they're not running the ball, you know, on third down very much. And we can still stop the run with stunts. 
Uh, but there's different kind of runs on third down, too, that you have to stop. So, um, you know, we work a little each week on those guys being in the game and being able to stop the run. But, you know, that's a specialty package for passing situations. So um, more difficult to play if it's if there's a threat of the run, you know, on, on a, a, a down and distance. So we have a break point. We'll put them in the game. We're always prepared if we can't substitute on third down to play with the nickel people that we have in the game. Um, and most of the time, it's at least two of those guys. Down the right, Charlie. Just wanted to quickly ask you about Jalen Moody and the progress he's made with that bruised kidney. He, he's um, practiced all week, so um, and he hasn't had any complications, so uh, I think he'll be okay. We're going to go to the far left of Mason. Hey, Coach, just as the week-in, week-out grind of not only being physically fit but mentally fit, what do, you, what do your players and coaches do just to make sure they're still ready to perform week-in and week-out at the highest level? Well, I think that's always the challenge. I think it's a challenge for, you know, each player. I think it's a challenge for each and every one of us to make a choice. You've heard me talk before about you're going to do what you feel like doing or you're going to choose to do the things you need to do to accomplish the goals that you have, have the success that you want to have. And I think every player's got to make that choice. And I think more mature competitors uh, really understand um, how important, you know, that is to maintain a psychological disposition, to do things the way you need to do them to have success. But that is a challenge. It's a psychological challenge um, for every person, every player. I mean, you all, I don't care what your job is. It's a personal challenge to, you know, be the best version of yourself every day and not accept less than that. And that's a choice. And, you know, when you say, I don't feel like going to work today or I don't feel like practicing today, obviously you're not going to be playing to the level that you need to play to. So we're constantly trying to get our players to understand, you know, how do you have to edit your behavior, make the choices and decisions that are going to help you accomplish the goals that you have. And all these guys want to create value for the future. So that also creates value for them as well. Two more. Your third down defense is one of the uh, top ranked in the country. What, what have you liked so far from the, your group on third down? Well, I think that we've done a good job of affecting the quarterback, which is always, you know, beneficial on third down. Uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of disguising and mixing things in the back end. Um, done a fairly good job of covering. Um, so, you know, it's a combination of all 11 guys doing what they're supposed to do uh, that I think, you know, helps you be effective in understanding the situation and playing the situation that you're in. and. Uh, you know, everybody doing what they're supposed to do. And most of the time when we haven't had success on third down, it's, you know, a mental error or missed assignment or something like that. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, some of these, the team, the offensive team we're playing this week is going to be much more challenging. So um, everybody's going to have to, you know, play as well as they're capable of playing and do it all together as a unit for us to be successful against this group. Uh, Will Reichert's missed a couple of the last few weeks. He's been so consistent for so long. Uh, at what point do you maybe you go over and talk to him or you try to check in on him and that unit that's had a couple of miscues? You know, Will's been kicking for a long time. We've got a lot of confidence in him. You know, nobody can make every kick. Um, but I, I, I just don't want him to press. I don't want him to feel like, 
there's any anxiety or pressure for, you know, him to do something. Um, you know, he obviously made the game-winning kick at Texas, and, you know, he's been a very consistent, you know, guy for us, and we have a lot of confidence in him, and I, I, I don't usually feel like there's any reason to go sort of – when I talk to the guys, it's usually to tell them they did a good job. And uh, if they don't hit a good one, punt a good one, kick a good one, it's, hey, forget about it, focus on the next one. Uh, because those guys aren't like players. They don't play 70 plays in a game. You know, they're like assassins. They got, a, they got one shot. They got to make it count. And um, that's the mindset they have to have. So to focus and be prepared to do it the next time is probably the most important thing. All right, so I got a question. Am I allowed to ask a question? This Yankee shirt you got on, I mean, is this for real or you just, it's just, just show? You a Yankee fan? All right, that's good. I like that. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Tyler Steen joined us on Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, to give thoughts on the play of Alabama's offensive line as we get set for Saturday against Tennessee. I'm really proud about how we ran the ball. Um, I thought we showed a little more consistency, um, both in the in the run game and the pass game. Um, obviously, we got things to work on and stuff like that, continuity and and uh, make sure we communicate the right way. But I thought we did pretty good. I know it means a lot. You know, I pretty much when I got here, I knew that. You know, it was, it was a big game. It's, it's a huge rivalry. A lot of people take it very seriously. Um, and, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we're looking forward to, you know, accepting the challenge and playing them, and it's going to be really fun. Running down the field, it's, a lot, it's really exciting, you know what I'm saying, when you have plays like that. Um, and, you know, it's just, you just got to take it all in. You know, enjoy it. I'll have more in a moment. At CBNS Bank, we've been into meeting the needs of our customers since 1906. Whether you're buying a home or auto or consolidating debt, CBNS Bank's personal loans are on point or setting new business goals. Our lineup of commercial loans can help you achieve them. At CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and even prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. All loans subject to credit approval, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Join us tonight for Hey Coach and the Nick Saban Show, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill at 6.30 p.m. Central. Chris Stewart hosts, and tonight he'll cover the latest Alabama news, plus visit with head coach Nick Saban. Hey Coach is available to listen to across the network, will be streamed live on our Facebook page, and also available on demand on our Alabama Insider podcast. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, everything looking pretty good on roadways as drive time begins to wind down on this Thursday morning. Now, if you do see conditions throughout the day, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Remember, Townsend Nissan is having a whale of a sale. That's right, extra savings and cash back for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort, your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports. Work my whole damn life.
trying to prove my standing Down the highway never ending A vagabond out and on the loose All right, we take you right back out to uh, the Athletics Archives to bring you Josh Heupel's press conference from October 10th, just three days ago. Hear a little bit of what he had to say about his team leading up to their game against the Crimson Tide on Saturday up in Knoxville. Here's that for you right now. Obviously, this is uh, this is why you, you come to Tennessee and, and uh, want to be in this league. Got uh, got a big time matchup this weekend. Uh, really excited. Um, obviously, you know, game day, SEC Nation, um, the environment that, that will be here on Saturday. Really excited about uh, that, and uh, our players have earned the right to, to build, to get to this point, uh, to play a game like this. So um, preparation is going to be critical in this one. Uh, Alabama's really good. Um, uh, offense, defense, special teams, they got really good personnel in, in all three phases of the game and will obviously be a huge test for us. But uh, our players are excited, and, and um, this morning was good preparation. Need to have a great week of, uh, of practice and get ready to play our best football. So open it up. A lot, a lot has been said about Tennessee, praised Tennessee in ways that haven't been praised before. How, how will you deal with the messaging to your team about how to handle those expectations? Yeah, the expectations um, that we should be concerned about are our own expectations. Um, the reason our kids have, have gotten and continue to build and get better is because they've paid attention to the things that matter. This week, we got to prepare the right way. we got to practice well, and uh, the playing part of it will take care of itself. So, um, you know, the outside noise has no bearing on, on how we play. And uh, let's go, go compete and be our best on game day. Will Anderson such a disruptor. Um, what, what impresses you about his game overall? Long, athletic. Um, you know, he's disruptive in the run game, too. Um, in the past game, he's got the ability to play on an edge and, and cause havoc. And um, between their personnel being good enough to, to win a lot of one-on-one matchups and then all their pressures and all their games up front, uh, you got to do a really good job. Um, you know, in one-on-one matchups, and then you got to do a great job working together as all five guys. As a coach, coach, how, how rewarding is it? To, after the Florida game, one of the things that you were critical of your team was the four-minute drill in, in the fourth quarter. And then I'm, I'm sure that got some work on the practice field, and you go out of LSU and you rattle off an eight-and-a-half-minute drive in that same situation. What does that say about your, your squad and how good did that feel to see? I, I like that we continue to get better. Um, you know, I told our players um, – today and I said at the end, end of last week too our our practices on on the on the playing surface were really good last week we continue to get better is what good teams do throughout the course of the season their focus their urgency their energy are all things that led to us playing the way that we did last Saturday and, and uh, so points of emphasis that our coaching staff has every single week um, being critical of yourself continuing to challenge yourself and grow take coaching um, has allowed us to continue to grow the four-minute drill we're really excited about the amount of time that we were able to chew up and eat on the clock still want to go finish that drive too and, and punch it in but there were a lot of positives uh, during the course of that drive physicality playing with technique our running backs doing a really good job too. Test, test, test. Josh, 
Uh, do you have an update on his status? No, I don't. We, we learned of it. Um, one, you know, one, two, three, four. Uh, yesterday, and, and uh, as we gather more information, then I'll have more for you. Josh, the special teams really set the tone for obviously your <laughs> offense, your team, y'all on Saturday. It's often the phase of the game that's forgotten about, but how gratifying and satisfying is it that your special teams made such a difference? Yeah, two huge plays early in that football game. Um, you know, Brooksy being able to, to scoop that fumble up on the sideline. I don't think anybody understands how difficult of play that is to be running full speed, you know, have the ball come out last second right on the sideline, be able to stay in, focus, catch it, get down and get hit. Um, it's a great play by him. And then the punt return was a huge play, too. And great to see D out there. We've talked about him. I've talked about him. Uh, I have great trust and belief in him. But for him to go out and do it right away uh, was awesome to see for him and, and the 10 other guys on that unit. So um, special teams is going to be critical in this one. Field positions critical. Obviously, uh, what they're doing with their punt returner uh, is special. And, and uh, we got to do a great job on all of our cover units. A couple of quick things, Josh. First off, the the daily uh, Cedric Tillman question: How is he doing? And how how's how's all I was wondering that? if that was going to be a second question or how deep we get in. Um, Cedric's Cedric doing good. Um, you know, this is part of the reason why he had the surgery is try to be back for this one. Um, he's continuing to progress uh, over the weekend, and and uh, so we'll monitor him. And um, you know, at the end of the day, our medical team, like I said last week, our medical team and Cedric will make right decision for him now and in the future too and in terms of regardless of what's going on with all right that's about all the time we've got for josh heupel's press conference here on inside the locker room want to thank everybody for listening today want to thank our great sponsors such as andrew canifer all state agent yellowwood um b dry prince glover and hayes law firm uh we want to thank um royal cleaners for sponsoring the show as well We'll be back tomorrow with our regularly scheduled programming of Wimp and Berry. Listen to Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.